Welcome to Pleasurably Ever After, a podcast about sex, relationships, and sexuality. Oh my god, we are back. Hey guys, we're alive and well, sort of. Sort of. Uh, that brings something right away to what we want to talk about today is, is we want to make a serious, take a serious note for a second. Yeah, we want to start off seriously to explain a little bit of our absence and where we've been before we get into the real nitty gritty. So what we want to talk about is we just want to make a shout out to anyone who's dealing with mental health. We all know somebody that's dealing with it. I personally have always had a struggle with my mental health. I am, not to get, get too personal with you, but I am bipolar and I do struggle with clinical depression. Uh, it's something that's affected me my entire life and something that has drastically affected my sex life as well. Yeah. So we needed to take a break uh, to help. Bobby with his mental health. He was on some medications. They weren't working properly. We needed to find a better fit. Um, we were arguing a lot. Our our relationship was taking a hit, as I feel like it's super relatable for anybody that has a partner with mental health or both partners with mental health or mental health struggles at all. Um, there's a huge issue between the person that's suffering and the loved ones because they want to help you and they want everything to be better it's not always that simple no it's not it's not and it's not something that we can necessarily like as someone with a mental illness can can control uh you know like as a bipolar person i have my highs and they're really really high and i'm like woo party party fun bobby hey 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 and then i have my lows where i can't even get out of bed uh and and but when you're low like it affects everything in your life like it affects your drive it it affects like your ability to unfortunately get it up uh, it's it's something that that I struggle with personally and like I said I didn't want to get too personal with you but I want to be real about everything because that's what we're here for we're here to be real about us to you so that you guys can feel good about who you are. And I've already received so many messages about how this is helping people be more understanding or feel more supported. And mental health, I think, is almost something that every single one of us suffers with in some form. Maybe not as serious as bipolar, but in some form at some point in our life. And unfortunately, because this is a podcast a podcast about sexuality and relationships, mental health and the struggles unfortunately play a huge part in our marriage and our relationship. No, absolutely. Because there's so much structured on, you know, especially for me as a Dom and everything else to be confident in myself. Like I can't be a Dom unless I'm confident, but when I'm having those lows, I can't find the strength to be confident because you sit there and you find yourself being the biggest piece of shit that you think you can, that you, that you think there is out there in the world. And it's never the case. You're never that person. 
but you'll feel that way. And, and, and I, and I, so I can relate to people that go through that struggle and have that issue. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, if you've ever struggled with it, if you know anyone that's ever struggled with it, reach out to me because if anybody knows how it is, it's me. I like, there was a four year period in our relationship where I was just depressed the whole time. I mean, it was during the immigration. We had a whole bunch of shit going on, you know, but there was literally like a four year period where it was damn near a sexless marriage for you. Yeah, it was incredibly difficult. Um, If anybody wants to reach out to me, I understand what it's like to take on the caregiving role and stay patient and try and try and try to help somebody. And it just feels like it's never enough. And it's incredibly difficult. And even though I, I love you so much, some days it's hard. Some days it's hard to keep going. And we... We're in a really scary place this last couple of weeks if we're being totally honest. No, it, it is a terrifying place. Like I said, I, I had the, a really bad mental episode and, you know, shit kind of happened. Things got really serious with it. And, and so we've kind of taken a break and we've taken a step back from things. But we don't want to deprive you of our lovely voices. <laughs> not we're not doing that because we don't want to deprive you we're honestly doing this because it's good for us it's good for us to talk about it I couldn't honestly care less if nobody listened to it I think that it's good for our marriage and that's really why no we're here n- no it is it, it is a hundred percent therapeutic hundred percent therapeutic sorry my words got a little jumbled there <laughs> but uh, <laughs> But no, it, it makes us feel better. And we actually walk away from each episode with a better understanding of ourselves because as communi- as anyone knows in any type of extramarital or whatever sexual activity, communication is everything. Like you need to talk to your partner. You need to talk. If you're single, you need to talk to your play partner. You know, you, you need to be upfront and honest about everything and and this is an easy way for us to communicate some things. It is. And it gets out maybe some hidden issues or forces us to ask each other questions that maybe we didn't think about asking each other beforehand. So as much as we are so happy that this podcast resonates with others, really it resonates with us the most. And even though we're kind of crawling out of a, a black hole, we're, we're here And we want to keep doing it because it feels good for us. So now that we've gotten the serious talk out of the way, uh, we want to do what we said we were going to do every episode, which is we're going to address the previous episode. Uh, And specifically in regards to our dynamic, actually. Yeah, so I've been getting a lot of questions about this. Maybe even a little bit of misunderstanding, and I don't want to say hate, but... I feel like a little bit of an unfair deal, in my opinion. So a lot of people have been asking me or seeking clarification. So does Bobby have sex with other women? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Um, Or like if I want to have sex with Bobby or if I wanted to hook up with you guys, would I be able to have sex with Bobby? And the answer is maybe. (laughs) 
So the way that maybe it came across was like, that's a no. It's only about me or he isn't. And I say this with quotations allowed to have sex with other women. That's not true at all. We don't live in a double standard um, marriage. That's not to say that if, if people wanted to do that in their own situation, that we have a problem with that because I understand more than any, whatever works for you works for you. And you honestly shouldn't give a shit about what other people think. But because it's all about being open and honest and real, I'm going to go a little bit more into detail about it. So yes, Bobby can have sex with other women. However, um, unlike Bobby, see Bobby is like, oh, you like that guy? You want to fuck that guy? Go fuck him. Do it. He. I don't need to know him really. I mean, no. there's certain situations where I need to know them. You know who I'm talking to. Or like if I'm going to spend the night at somebody, ha- yeah, somebody like, else's like, house. Because that's against one of our quote unquote rules. But distance and travel and everything kind of play a factor into that. But like, I don't need to know the guy for you to go fuck him. Fuck, I want you to go out and fuck somebody and send me a picture and not even know about it. Exactly. So like you, your comfort level is much different from my comfort level. My comfort level is that I prefer to have a basic, at least, relationship with a woman that Bobby's going to sleep with. So that if we're playing and a a jealousy issue or an emotion overcomes me, I want to feel comforted by that woman. I want to feel like if I say, hey, like I'm not feeling it, that the woman isn't going to like be pissed about it or feel like we wasted her time. She's going to be like, no, girl, like I love you. Like I care about you. Well, not I love you, but like I'm here for you. I understand. I'm your friend. I have your back. I'm not I'm not here to do anything that's going to hurt you. And I need that reassurance, I guess, from from other women in order for me to move past it because I am a jealous person and I never thought in a million years that I would be okay with my significant other having sex with another woman. I never thought that. I come from a long history of fucking cheaters and pieces of shit, if I'm being honest. So it's taken a lot of trust and I do trust Bobby. It's just my comfort level is different from his comfort level. So if I don't feel a good vibe with a woman, then play isn't going to happen. Straight up. It's not. So. And I just want to, I just want to, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I just want to go ahead and mention that like, it's not something that I'm like pining or pushing for either. Like, I never approach you with the topic of, hey, we should fuck this girl. No, never. I mean, there's certain women that I know, like, you have, like, an attraction to that I I would, you're you're not going to say no if I bring them over (laughs) kind of thing. But I mean, like, and and that's the difference is a lot of people like, and, and, and I hate it and I always defend it and I always will defend it. People do think our relationship is unfair. They're like, oh, that's bullshit. It should be 50 50. Like, it is 50 50. It's what it's, works for us. It's what we want. It, it, it's 50% what I want, 50% what she wants. 40% of me is just wanting to see her with other people. The 10% in me is just the horny guy in me that's like, threesome? Threesome? You want to have a threesome? Okay, let's have a threesome. <laughs> what guy doesn't want to have a fucking threesome? Like, <laughs> I, I totally understand that. And beyond that, given what we just talked about, you know, I... 
I don't suffer from serious mental health that affects my sex drive. So I always want to have sex. I'm always down to have sex with Bobby. I fucking bother the shit out of him all the time about it. That's why he needs me to fuck other men because I'm literally too much for him. So I thought I was enough. There's that dynamic on my end, but on his end, he often has a hard time finding a sex drive. He has a much lower sex drive. Sometimes it it's physically not working down there. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit more complicated and emotionally hurtful, I guess I would say, if like, say our sex life isn't good and we haven't built a good foundation and he's going through something, then no, it, it's not the right time to bring in another woman because a or another couple or, or, or anybody. a man or anybody, yeah. period. It, or a, like it, it just wouldn't be appropriate because like, what if he did, it, he was able to get an erection and he had a great time with her. That would be incredibly hurtful to me if we weren't having sex, but B the more, realistic thing is if he can't have sex with me he probably can't have sex with anybody else and then this poor woman would be sitting there awkwardly while i do her husband and her wondering why bobby isn't working down there and then bobby would feel awkward and then he would have three people staring back at him and that just sounds like a nerve-wracking not great time no i think that would be awful uh i think that would be awful (laughs) no it it would absolutely be awful (laughs) But something like, you know, so to tie back into what we started with in the beginning, pay attention to your mental health, communicate with your partner, you know, like, be real about it. Be real about it. Because if they care about you, they'll understand. Yeah. And to segue right into like the topic of the day, which is life, the lifestyle, the biggest thing I'm going to say is make sure that you have that solid foundation. If you don't have a good sex life between the two of you, getting involved in the lifestyle is probably like a really dumb idea. No, it's probably the worst thing you can do. You're just, you're you're putting on an explosive band-aid at that point. Yes. (laughs) Make sure that you are emotionally connected to your partner, which we never do struggle connecting emotionally, but make sure emotionally, sexually, physically, you can communicate, make sure that all of those things line up. Yeah, and, and, and I guess all I can say is, yeah, <laughs> you've said everything. I didn't get to talk at all. It was great. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, but so, just like I said, she's tying into our subject of the day, which is the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So here's what Google says the lifestyle is. It said the lifestyle is a term used to convey the adventurous sexual practices of couples and singles that enjoy recreational sex with other consenting adults, otherwise known as swingers. So I would say that I agree with that definition, but the lifestyle is very much open for interpretation. To anybody, like it's it's infinite parameters is what the lifestyle could be. Yeah, for sure. And we're not here to say how you do the lifestyle is wrong. How you do, boo, is your deal. Rock on. But I would consider the lifestyle to be majority, like a majority swinging situation. Swinging. I I think the lifestyle, like in my definition, and our definitions are going to differ. My definitions is sex outside of your immediate relationship, whether it's 
swinging, whether it's polyamory, whether hot it's... Hot-wifing. Hot-wifes. Cock-holding. Cock-holding. Stag and Vixen. Uh, all these different... Non-monogamy. Non-monogamy. I think it's E-N-M is what people say. It's uh, something non-monogamy. <laughs> you probably should look that up. You probably should look it up. I'm not the researcher. You are. <laughs> but the lifestyle is so vast. Like, and there's not a dynamic. Like, there's an infinite number of dynamics that can you can that you'll find inside the lifestyle. Yeah. So keep an open mind when someone says, "Oh, I'm in the lifestyle." I think it's always in good practice to be like, "Oh, well, what what kind of lifestyle? What what do you mean by that?" And seek further clarification because you could be thinking it's one thing and it's a whole another thing, and you got. Four very confused people. I'm always confused anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you explain it to me five times. I'll still be confused. I'll be like, so so wait, you do, do what? Uh, but no, the, the lifestyle, is it, it's it's so big. It's so vast. And like we've been privileged to be part of like two Facebook groups that we've seen so many of these dynamics. Yeah, all different rainbows of the spectrum. I mean, obviously not so much in person yet. Like most of it is just like through social media and things like that. But it's just like, oh, this this couple has this dynamic and this guy only does this. And this guy prefers to fuck married women as compared to single women. And and this couple is actually in a relationship with this couple. And they're all four of them are a part of each other. And then you have one guy and two girls or two guys and one girl and and it's or like, they're poly that i was getting into the that's yeah. what i meant like the, the couple was dating and the other couple was poly like it like literally your mind can just sit there and just go boing 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 and it's all different parts of what the lifestyle could be yeah and i think that's why it's fun to be involved because we're not one for labels clearly we're not one for a black and white you know Life, we like to live in vivid color, and I would Fluidity. say that the lifestyle is full of that. And I just, I just want to point out about like how great the community, the lifestyle community is. Like we're part of two Facebook groups uh, that are both dedicated to people in the lifestyle, but and and it varies all the different relationship styles from swingers to poly to everything. And they have been the most kind and caring and helpful people I think I've ever met in my 35 years of life. They have. They literally, a bunch of people offered to help us move when we didn't even know them. No, because we got on the group during COVID times. Like, so when we started socializing with these people, it was during COVID. No one could really meet and... When we moved, I mean, I guess we kind of broke COVID rules, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but people were just like, hey, do you need help moving? Like, we'll come, we're going to come help you. Like, didn't even give us a, like a choice in the matter. Didn't even have a say. They were like, no, we're coming. What's your address? And we had so many people offer to help that we had to like turn people down. And once again, we did not know who these people were. I mean, we've met a, a good portion of people in the last month or so. Yeah. And they are still, in my opinion, some of the most amazing people I've met in my entire life. Even when you were going through this recent mental health issue, the amount of people that reached out to you, you even said to me, I feel like people in the lifestyle reach out more than people would in my regular life. No, like I have 
So I have two Facebook profiles. I have my regular Facebook profile and I have like a lifestyle profile because I do keep the two lives separate for the most part. I have 75 friends on my lifestyle profile. About 60 of them commented, reached out or whatever. I have 800 and some odd other friends on my other one. And I guarantee you I would have gotten like, oh, Bobby's just feeling low again. And no one would have fucking cared. Not to say that there aren't people in our vanilla life that have been wonderful and extremely supportive and checking in with me to see how you're doing and everything else like that. So there's there's good people on both sides, but like for a bunch of people that we've never even met to show that much support, it, we love you guys. If you're listening, thank you. It means literally the world to me. And, like, and it, to me. It it did almost like I, I don't want to say it completely pulled me out of a dark place, but it, it did. It, it it lifted my spirits and made me feel like, wow, people actually care. So in mentioning these two Facebook groups that we're part of, I did reach out because I wanted to ask them like some things that they wanted us to share our opinion on in terms of the lifestyle and things like that. And so I had a few of them reach out. And so we're actually going to read those questions and we're going to give our opinion on it. First question is, I'd love to hear your take on etiquette around making plans to meet up with a couple. So the first thing that comes to mind when you say that to me and what we've experienced a lot is don't be a flake. Do not be a flake. Like if you make plans to meet with somebody, actually meet them. Unless you have like an extremely good excuse because most people have lives. We're all adults. There's a a lot of parents in in these groups and within the lifestyle. So like shit comes up with kids, like be understanding, but don't flake. And if you flake once, don't flake again. Yeah. Like you can have a good excuse the first time, but if you have like a different excuse and you just constantly make excuses, like you're going to lose a chance to meet out on some awesome people. Probably. I will say in our situation, it's, it's tough because we have a young child. So for us to get out, it takes a lot. And, and so I think the etiquette would be is to find something that everybody is comfortable with. Yes. Whether like if they're comfortable coming over to your place and, and you want to host or they're comfortable with you coming over to their place. Or a lot of people choose mutual ground, like meeting up for drinks at like a restaurant or bar, or bar, especially now that we can again. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people choose that route, meeting at a mutual ground, a mutual place, having, I think it's a good idea. This isn't for everybody, but I think it's a good idea to have a, a non-pressured date first, just like meeting up, having some drinks, having some talks, making sure that that chemistry that you obviously feel to consider meeting up with them online, um, that you feel that in person as no, well. And that's huge. And that's why I always recommend that, you know, like, don't just go on and make a fuck date. Okay, like. Get to know the person. Like, save your fuck dates for when you go to a club. Yeah. Like, but in terms of, of swapping with a couple or or things along those lines, like, have it find mutual ground. Like I said, for us, it's hard for us to get out. So we generally say, like, if you're comfortable with it, you can come to our house. We'll cook dinner, make drink. We'll have drinks and whatever. You know, but it's all about a comfort level. And, and reach out. Like, a big part of etiquette is asking the other person, hey, what is your comfort level? What, what is your comfort level? What is your comfort level? Like, what's your schedule like? Is there a time that we can all get together? Is there a time that we can meet? 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that works for everybody. So I think just being polite and understanding, because like Krista said earlier, a lot of these people have families. They have careers, kids, careers. Uh, some of them want to remain discreet. Some of them don't really care. You know, there's a lot of factors that I think go into just setting up a meet within the lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. And then there's also like if we're getting into more specifics like play etiquette, I think we'll do uh, an episode uh, that really ties into that later. But play etiquette, I would say the first I just want to say this, just make sure that you're hygienic. Hygienic and make sure there's consent. Yes. Hygienic and consent are like the two biggest things. So the next question actually kind of plays in part to what we just discussed, really. uh, And what I discussed prior to the first question, Uh, the person says, maybe in part talking about the fact that we're all human beings trying to live life as well. These past few years haven't been easy, but the lifestyle community always rallies. Yes. And that's and like I discussed before the first question, like the people in the lifestyle have been so accommodating, so helpful, so nice. The person who asked this question is I've not met them yet, but they're probably one of the most genuine people. And I haven't even met them yet. They are amazing. She is probably one of my the favorite my favorite person that I've met. On this group. Not to take anything away from everybody else that I've talked to. We love y'all too. (laughs) We love y'all too. There's just like, there's been a special bond between us, the three of us. Kind of four of us, but mostly just the three of us. (laughs) Yeah. um, For months now. And it's one of those things where like distance is an issue for us, but we can't fucking wait to meet you. Yeah. So the next question we have is to have a clear plan when starting with a partner. I think... That is important for some people, but for others, some people are more let go with the flow. But I think have clear boundaries with your own partner and boundaries with the people that you're meeting up with. Know their boundaries and make sure that you and your partner know the boundaries that you have within each other before you even start talking to them so that there are no hurt feelings like, no, is it okay to socialize outside of the group are you only socializing together are you socializing on socializing on a lifestyle account um are we just like are we at a stage where we're only talking and not yet meeting like these are all little things that we've had bones in the road with for sure oh yeah no and and the key thing is is like obviously you want to have the communication between you and your partner but you want to have that open honest communication with the people that you're possibly going to meet up with or hang out with or play with or etc. Uh, boundaries are everything. Know their dynamic before you get involved. Yes. Like no dynamic is the same. So don't think that their dynamic is going to be the same as yours and be like, okay, cool. Like, well, he's going to fuck her and I'm going to fuck you. And, you know, that's how it's going to go because not everyone's like that. A lot of times, like for us, I'm okay standing in the corner watching you play with two other people. Yeah, you love it. I fucking do love it. It's one of the hottest things ever. But, you know, like, you do need to have, like, a clear and defined plan when getting involved in the lifestyle. I think that question was more triggered towards, like, the partners. Yes. The people that are partners, like, knowing what you're comfortable with and knowing what you're not comfortable with and being vocal about those two things. Yeah, and if you are unsure or in an evolving state, 
I think it's always safe to say, like, to communicate that with people that you're talking about. To be like, hey, we're new. This is what we think our boundaries are. But, but, they could but they could change, and, and, and that's, that's you need to be forgiving. Yeah, and that's something I saw like in a in a comment that you were having with somebody earlier, like like something that we never thought of would be like okay, um, uh, when she mentioned like how she stopped playing in the middle, like she thought it was okay, and then stopped it in the middle. Yeah, like you need to have like that kind of comfort level. Like you need to have that. Because if things aren't okay, you don't want to continue through because then the fallout at the end will be much, much, much worse. Yes. You need to be able to, even in the middle of play, be able to stop and communicate with your partner and make sure that they're okay. And the people that you're playing with need to be understanding and be like, yeah, man, that's this is the lifestyle. We get it. Like, we're here for you. We'll let you figure it out. Like, just be understanding and be kind to one another. And... I think you'll you'll do well. Okay, kindness is everything, and from what I've experienced in the group, I don't think that's something we're ever going to no, issue with. I don't. We've not met one person that's been unkind. So the next question is, or statement, I guess I should say, is maybe we should give some insight into what the LS lifestyle is not. I know many think it's all get-togethers that turn into big orgies. For example, we thought that. <laughs> We definitely thought that. Others have thought that. Uh, and they go on to mention that mainstream media doesn't help this perception at all. There's a new uh, TV show out there right now that uh, is called Sex Life. Uh, we haven't watched it yet. But, no, but we, we haven't. will. Um, and apparently something like that happens. So, no, the lifestyle is not all gangbangs and orgies and glory holes and everything else. No, it's not a bunch of deviant sex crazed people. I mean, some of us are deviant and sex crazed. Me being one of them. I'm kind but of that too. We know how to control ourselves. And from everything that I've seen, the lifestyle is way more friendship than anything else. No, and that's what you'll see a lot of. You'll see a lot of, well, we want friends first. And if play happens, it happens. There is some NSA play, some no strings attached where like, you know, like they just kind of like a couple wants a single guy to come in and be a bull. And so it's just like, okay, cool. You're going to come over this one time. You're going to bang my wife and walk away. You know, there is that. But in terms of like. Well, that's not really a bull. That's just like a one timer. uh, One timer. Yeah, I guess bull is more. Of like a dedicated person like we have in our life. (laughs) Yeah. Um. You know, and, and so, like, it's not all that. It's it's so much about connections and chemistry and, above all else, friendship. Someone that you can honestly get together with and not have the expectation of sex. Yes. that's the. I think that's one of the biggest things is lose your expectation to fuck. Yes. Because it's not always going to happen and not every friendship and connection that you make in the lifestyle is going to lead to sex. No, and nobody in the lifestyle owes you sex because they're also in the lifestyle. Nobody in the lifestyle owes you shit, period. No. Like, it, it, don't don't let someone pressure you like, oh, but you're a swinger. Why don't you want to fuck? Like, blah, blah. Because I don't fucking like you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I don't have to like you because you're a swinger or you're in the lifestyle or you're poly. Just because someone else is poly and we want to play with them doesn't mean that we have to be poly. No, not at all. Different dynamics can work with other dynamics that aren't the same and they can work really well. But 
what else what else what else i was going to say was that um i remember when we moved and we had some lifestyle people i was speaking to them and somebody said like yeah we have times where it's like yeah we're, we're all in the lifestyle but like our kids play together we hang out we have barbecues like normal friends and everybody knows like play isn't what's gonna happen this is like a normal down home with your friends party and then we have other times when we know it's more of a dedicated lifestyle event or party where we know that maybe things are going to get a little bit more flirty spicy. and spicy and we're still so new. We're still navigating that. And like with your birthday party, like <laughs> I thought that it was going to be one of those down home things, but like it, it didn't get super spicy by any means, like not even at all. But like there was like, more kissing and flirting than what I had anticipated boobs, <laughs> boobs that, that I had anticipated. So I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. But now that I've done it, I know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and it, it, it ties into, you know, how you feel about certain situations. And obviously like after my birthday party, like we had a big talk, like we talked about things and, yeah, you know, because things were new, things that we had never experienced, we experienced. And it was kind of like, whoa. We're noobs. We're, we're noobs. We talk like we're experienced, but we don't know fucking shit. No, I was saying, <laughs> I was saying even before we started doing this, like, like this episode, I was like, I don't even know we should be fucking talking about this because like, we don't know shit. But that's the thing. That's what makes what we're doing so special because it doesn't take an expert to understand things. It doesn't take someone with a PhD or an education and poly and, and swinging and everything to talk about it. We can just talk about the way we feel. And the thing is, too, is we listen to people when they speak. So when we get feedback from the episode, we, we listen to it. We acknowledge it and we bring it to the forefront from people that are like, no, no, I think you're kind of wrong about that. We'll, we'll gladly be wrong. And correct ourselves. That's I think that's a great strength that we've been able to have as a couple. Yeah. Throughout our eight and a half years now. It's no longer eight-ish. It's eight and a half. Eight and a half. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> so it, it, it is something. And like our since we started in the lifestyle from our first experience going to a club to where we are now has evolved. It really has. And uh, what else? I was just like one more thing I wanted to add was that. Like, you guys are coming along our journey as we go. And all I can think of is... A and car and a no, motorcycle? No, all I can think of is uh, in Willy Wonka, that imagination song. Oh. <laughs> That's all I can sing think it. of. No, you sing it. You're better at singing it. No, no, you can't put me on the spot. No. You can't put me on the spot. No, I'm just going to sing into the thick of it. No. <laughs> Somebody watches a lot of TikToks. <laughs> but no, it, it's just... Yeah, it's just so much and it's so much fun to talk and to experience this journey with you. And I love hearing the feedback, even if it's negative. I love it because you know what? That means you're listening. Yeah. And you want us to be better. So if you have negative feedback, like let's say the audio is shit, tell me. So we and can fix I it. already know that this audio may be a little bit wanky, just a heads up. A rainstorm happened. And we have a, so we live in a new development area. So we actually have a street sweeper that comes by every night and cleans the mud off the roads, basically. <laughs> yes. So we have them driving by and we have the flies from the new development and everything else. So if it's a audio, hot mess over here, guys. It's a hot mess. But you know what? Hopefully the magic mon mirror, magic, whatever it is. <laughs> 
that the website says <laughs> works and fixes all of her audio issues. Uh, I have one more. There was one more thing. Let's see. Uh, I think it honestly tied into what we just spoke about. It was someone saying, explain it. Explain that it's more about connection than hooking up and using people for NSA sex, which yes. is what we just talked about. But then someone chirped back and be like, but sometimes people are yeah. only wanting NSA sex. And you know what? You have a part in the lifestyle. You know what? If you want to be a part of the lifestyle, just be respectful. Yes. And if you already are in the lifestyle and you don't and you don't have like a community of people, find one. They're out there. I know that there's ones that are literally strictly for the city you live in, the province you live in, the state, if you live in the United States. There's literally, I guarantee there's a Facebook community group for you. Yes. And join one and make these make friends with these people because they are amazing. Yes. And I would also say just be truthful. Just be honest and be humble be you and i think you'll have a great fucking time no i think so i just invited some people that i knew for my life before and it seems like they're having like a great time and in a way i feel like i'm like raising babies or something and like watching them oh yeah no go we, off. We, okay so my birthday so just to give a little bit of clarification my birthday party was uh two weeks ago i think I feel like it was longer than that. Oh, no, definitely was longer than that. Okay, like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was all lifestyle people except for one couple. Yes. <laughs> and it was, and but you know what was great is no one was forceful with them. No one was disrespectful to them. No one like kind of, like one of them, the, the, the one guy who we would call Vanilla was like, I want to wear a shirt called Vanilla because I don't know anything. And I was like, do it. People will get a fucking kick out of it. Unfortunately, he didn't. But, <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, bi, vanilla, whatever. The community and the lifestyle is generally accepting. Just don't be a piece of shit. Yes. And some of, I guess, one of the things that I said before, because we usually have like a little pre-talk, we don't try to overly plan things, but we try to have like a game time talk before we do the episodes. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the differences you'll see within swinging and what they mean. So what is soft swap? I believe, because once again, this is just my knowledge. Don't quote us. Do not quote us. Correct us. Don't quote. A soft swap, I believe, is just oral, or it doesn't necessarily always have to be oral. It's just a swapping of partners in a non-penetrative way. Yes. Or a non-intercourse. Yes. I feel like that makes sense. Or maybe even just, like, kissing and, like, making out with each other. Yeah. I I feel like it could be emotional in a sense, too. Like Yeah. Like Some kind of mentorship, even. Or yeah. I feel like it could be taken in a lot of different ways. But... Yeah. Okay, so when a couple when a couple when a couple says that they're soft swap, that's usually what they're getting at, and your expectations should be along those lines. So, what happens when a couple says that they do full swap? Full swap is exactly how it sounds. I think full swap is you swap partners. It's not a full like orgy or whatever. Uh, there is. 
I don't know if this is going to be your next term or not. I apologize if I'm jumping the gun. Uh, there's some couples that are same room swap, some couples that are different room swap. Yep. Uh, but full swap is uh, does involve intercourse, to my knowledge. Yes, exactly. So you could meet a full swap couple, then you know that they're comfortable with penetrative sex. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. So, you know, that's just where that's their basis boundary, I would say. Um, and some people are comfortable with full swap, but like they don't want to be anywhere near their partner. Like no, they want to plan different days on different nights with different people. Maybe they want to see the couple, but see them separately. Maybe they only want to see one person, but not the other person. Cause that complicates things. There's a lot of different variations on that one. No, and it could be, there's like, like I said, it's infinite. The amount of variations, like your partner, like we're fri- we're all a group of friends, but, you know, like I don't play with her and whatever. They don't play together and everything else. Yeah. Like, and, and that's cool with us. Like. Yeah. it That works for us. Some people that wouldn't work for if they were only like same room and they needed same room or they only played together, that dynamic wouldn't work. Like, our dynamic's different because with me involved, it's only same room swap. Yes. Only same room. Uh, but in your regard, it's whatever the fuck you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's just the way that our dynamic as works. As long as I take pictures. Oh, yeah. There is the rules. Pictures and videos is a must. Like, the way I, the way I always say it is it needs to be beneficial for the both of us. Anything we do must benefit our partner in some way or the other. Yes. That's our dynamic. Uh, that's not everyone's, but that's Don't ours. come for us if it's not yours. Come for me. I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll sing you a song. Into and, beg you, and beg you not to be mad at him. <laughs> I'm a talker, not a fighter. Uh so to end our episode today, we are actually going to go into our first time at a club. Story time. <laughs> we always try to do a little something fun or lighthearted. We uh, we started this episode super serious, so we wanted to end it lighthearted. And I was trying to think of like something fun that could tie into the lifestyle. And I was like, you know what? We should share our first our, like our first experience at a club because it, it's crazy and it is crazy because we were so nervous <laughs> and we talked about going to a sex club for like, years like four four three three four yeah and we would always talk ourselves out of it we would always again our sex life wasn't that good we didn't end up actually going until Bobby was a PR. And I, now that I think about it, like that makes sense on what that's when it finally happened because it was like you were finally working. It was like we could start our life. So every year for my birthday for like three years, I'd be like, I want to go to M4 for my birthday, which is a club in Toronto um, that I had heard like really good things about uh, from people on FetLife. And it sounded like so much fun, but we would always pussy out on it. So we finally made a plan in 2019? Uh, yes. So September 2019, um, on their website, you can, like, see, like, each day of the week has, like, a theme. And 
and I wanted a lot of options. So I chose for our first time to go on a chatters night, which is like a night that's meant for like their offline site. Like it's kind of like a a meet and greet site that they have for the club. And then you're supposed to come and meet a lot of people, but it's usually like their busiest night of the month, unless it's like a a special event, like Halloween or whatever. So I chose that night. Uh, Typically at this club, Friday night, single men are allowed to come. um, And Saturdays are more reserved for couples. Obviously our dynamic and everything that we've said, we wanted, we wanted, we came with the intention of finding a lot of dick, but that's actually, not what happened no we i mean there was a lot of dick like mind you when you go to a sex club especially one on the same realm as this one that's more towards the sex and less the dance floor and stuff they have a they have a pop and dance floor they have a pop and dance floor but the thing is is you'll find variation in all the clubs obviously no club is the same yeah different clubs offer different vibes we went to this one specifically because the vibe that it offered and from what we heard was more of the the Fuck them, chuck them, kind of, kind of vibe. Like, just go. But like, literally, when you're in a club and like you're playing, like you'll literally have like a circle of guys, like 15 guys, just standing around you, like jerking their dicks. <laughs> For an exhibitionist, I love it. Some people, <laughs> that's not their deal, so maybe I wouldn't recommend going on a Friday night. But no, it was so funny because I remember. Because I work in the area. So, like, I just, I got the hotel straight after work. I waited for her to come up and join me. And, you know, we were just sitting there getting ready. Like, we're nervous. We're like, oh, what are we I doing? have extreme anxiety before I meet or do anything new. So, I was freaking the fuck out. I was shaking. I was, like, trying to drink, but I felt so sick. My stomach was going all all in knots. Like, and I was I'm freaking just, the fuck out. And I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Here's the thing about me. I am 45 minutes early to everything. Yes. Literally everything. If you say be there at 8, I'm there at 7.15 sitting in my car waiting for 8 <laughs> o'clock to get there. So we were early. <laughs> That's we what were, he's trying we to were, say. We were early, but the thing is, is like, I thought they opened earlier. <laughs> But needless to say, we were like one of the first people in the club. Which was nice because somebody gave us a tour. We got a nice tour. We got to meet the bartenders and everyone was super chill. But we're sitting there. We're having our drinks because obviously we're getting fucking drunk. Like we have a couple drinks every time we do this podcast just to help us get like a little loose. Yeah. A little Um, loosey-goosey. A little loosey-goosey. So we're just sitting there. We're having our drinks and, and... there's hardly anybody there. No, it's like fucking dead. And I had this expectation that like everybody said like, oh, the single men are all over you. Da 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 da. But like no dudes were coming up to me. And I was like, oh my God, am I ugly? Like I started to really question my attractiveness here. And like I saw people that I deemed less attractive than me there. So I was like, well, like what the fuck? So I remember I I was like, I don't know. There. I don't know. Like, <laughs> am I ugly? I kept asking you and you were like, no, like you're beautiful. You're beautiful. And like, you got to remember, it takes a lot of courage for a guy to come up. And especially like we're there at the beginning of the night. Like guys aren't drunk yet. Yeah. You know, like it takes. There was that really young Indian guy. Bless his heart. He, he was, was sweet f- as fuck. He but- was sweet as fuck. And he was the first one to come. And it like gave me a little bit of confidence. He was really nice. But like it, it was not a vibe um he was too young so we didn't go for that so i think what the the club started picking up more 
And there's like a, a room in the club that's like more of like a BDSM lounge. It's got like a St. Andrew's cross. Um, there was like some spanking going on. There was some like other things going on when it got busier. So like we watched and like we just like casually sat there. Some guy from FetLife was like trying to make eyes at me, but um, I wear glasses and she doesn't wear them when she goes out. <laughs> I don't wear them when I go out. And so, so, honest to God, she literally has like the squinty resting bitch face when she goes out in public. She no wonder no one ever. wanted to talk to me. Aww. But anyway, so no, so like, I mean, I guess this guy was making eyes at you, but you couldn't tell it was He him. literally waved at me and I didn't even see him. So he thought like, <laughs> oh, fuck her. Yeah, so anyway, so we're sitting there watching and okay, so tidbit about me, I'm a smoker. Yes, I know. It's a disgusting habit. I need to quit. Yada, 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 yada. But anyway, that's where I make all my connections. I'm like a marketing guru out there when I'm having my cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned after this first time. Um, so I'm out there having a cigarette and I'm, I could fucking chat to anybody, like, especially when I can hear. And okay, but dick move while you're having this cigarette, you left me alone inside. I, um, <laughs> you gave, I gave you the option to join me and you said no. Because it was cold. Anyway, and plus we had to get dressed again. That's the weird thing. That's the thing that sucks as a smoker is like with these clubs, it's like when you're in the back room and you have to wear a towel. Yes. Like guys have to wear towels. Women can wear lingerie. No, but you were fully dressed at that point because while you were out, they were like, everybody, you have to get undressed. And then oh, like you okay. came in and I'm like, we have to get undressed. That's where we met, like where I met them. Yeah. So anyway, so outside, like I met this couple and I was talking to them and I explained our dynamic and they're like, oh my God, like your woman, like she's hot as fuck. Everything else. I was like. You want to play with her? <laughs> Pimping me out. <laughs> it's what I do. And she's like, fuck yeah. I was like, and I asked her, man, I was like, do you want to play with her? He's like, yeah. Heck yeah, let's do it. And so like, I was like, let's go get her. <laughs> I'm drinks in, okay? Like, all right, all right, this is literally like Did six you, years. Six, didn't even know if I would say yes, but didn't you care. were just. <laughs> six years in a relationship, like knowing she's bisexual and never seeing her with another woman, okay? I was fucking you were, ready. You were thinking with your dick. I was thinking with my dick. Uh, so I brought him in and everything, and Krista, being the person she is, like hits it off. Like, Krista, like, she is a shy person, and like, she's not the super chattiest. But, like, when she meets you, she's, like, the sweetest, most social person, and she can fucking talk to you if she's had a couple drinks. Like, <laughs> like that's the thing about her. So, like, I brought her in, and I introduced her, and we're just chatting and everything, and then we end up going into this... <laughs> into the playroom. We, like, all four of us, like, awkwardly, like, go into playroom, and, like, no one's really playing yet. And, like, we're just, like, standing by these beds and like i don't even remember what was said but i think i was like complimenting her because like i could tell that like you like you were ready to do it and i was like you know what these people are attractive yolo you only live once bring them back that slang i'm gonna fuck it i'm gonna do it so i think me and her started to make out i think you that's guys how it started, started you guys I, you guys started to make out and then it went from it, it turned into more and so way, the way this club set up is like there's these little like I don't want to call them booths, uh, but there's these little boxed off sections and each boxed off section has like two beds in it. Yes. So we're playing on the one bed. And well, an, I'm playing. You're I, watching. Yeah, I'm watching. Uh, and so we're just sitting. I, I'm sitting there and she's playing. And then another couple is a guy with a girl with two guys. Across playing, from us. Across from you. And they're like, "Who can we join in? And so legit, my first experience in the lifestyle, believe it or not, was an orgy. <laughs> I never really realized 
contradictory that really is. But yes, don't expect an orgy. But our first time was an orgy. It was three. It was three women, three men. Yes. Like and and then me jerking off in the corner. <laughs> um, Furiously. <laughs> and, but oh my god! And my mind was blown. I I was immediately hooked. Yeah, so we all ended up hitting it off. So I only ended up having sex with like the one man. Um, oh, and then there was that that big that that big uh, gentleman that you invited. I in. invited a big black guy over for Christmas. <laughs> they didn't hit it off as well as I had hoped. But. So, so I like awkwardly sucked his dick for like a minute and then stopped and was like, mm, "This isn't my vibe. You need to go." <laughs> we were drunk. So, like, but there were some beautiful men there, beautiful black men, beautiful Indian men. There were some some great men there. It just like I was I was in my zone. I was only playing with the one man, but I was hooking up with the other two women. The one of the women like squirted all over me like it was insane. It was crazy. And like the other woman was having sex with the other man. And then like the one man was like Bobby, where he was only playing with like his woman. And then they're like man lover that they brought. So like we played, I don't know, we played for like an hour. It was a while. Yeah, it was a while. And then it ended. And then like the couple that we originally met that started, they're like, well, we got to go see our girlfriend. She's in like the dance lounge part. And we're like, okay, nice to meet you. Thinking like we would never see them again. But they're actually the ones that are like the godfathers of our whole life now. <laughs> they're the ones that introduce us in the group because... Krista's a fuck em, chuck em kind of person at a club. Me, I'm like, ooh, I like you. Let's get to know each other. Let's be <laughs> friends. Let's do this again. <laughs> and I'm like, that was fun. See you later. But I ended up giving them my uh, my FetLife name, and they actually remembered it, even though we were all so drunk. And they reached out to me the next day, and they are the ones like Krista said they godfathered us into the lifestyle they invited us to these Facebook groups that we're a part of that we've connected with that so have changed many people our lives. that I met the person that I'm playing with outside of you like so much so many good friends the whole community and they introduced us and they're awesome people and I they're love, amazing and people hang out with them again i love them and normally i would be like fucking chuck them but i'm so glad you went against my better judgment and didn't yeah it worked out and here's the best part that wasn't the end of <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't so we kind of like we, we fumbled around a little bit and kind of fumbled around had a few more drinks because we knew we didn't have to go anywhere like our hotel was two minutes away yeah, we and, went back and we watched some other couples. There was like a a BBC cuckolding situation. That was hot as fuck, except the guy, the cuck, was like, you want to come back to our house? You want to come back to our house? Here's our address. Come back. Come back. <laughs> and the poor, guy, the poor guy was like, I'm fucking trying to do your wife. Can you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> it was hilarious, but I felt bad for the guy. Um, and, and then like, you know, like I... I think I went for another smoke, and when I came back, <laughs> when I came back, like, you were talking to this older couple, and then once yeah. again, it was me that was like, so, do you want to play? So, that older couple, I noticed that they were actually watching. Well, I don't know if I ever told you this, but they were watching me um, when we were having the orgy. Oh, I and didn't know And she that. came up to me to compliment my lingerie that I was wearing. 
Um, and that's how it started um, with them. So yeah, you you hooked up with that. These people were a lot um, older than I had ever played with uh, or that I thought that I would play with, but they were really attractive and they had like, a good vibe about them. Um, and I they seemed like hand. they seemed like really like sure in their like their relationship. I don't think they were married. I think they were just like a couple. Um, and they just seemed like like seasoned vets. They seemed really sure. They seemed really nice. So I ended up having a threesome with them as well. And it was amazing. It was so hot. The guy had an amazing fucking dick. It was like, whoa. He fucked me definitely in my top 10 fucks. It was super hot. I 69'd with the girl. Like, Oh, I was the greatest spectator ever. At one point, I think we were like laying on you. Which is probably super hot for you because that oh, feeds right into your fantasy. I think I was like literally laying across you while he was fucking me and yeah. she was on top of me and I was eating her out. Yeah, no, it was super fucking hot. But I, I want to go, I want to touch on something, I mean, relatively serious, even though we're keeping it light and funny. One thing that I will say that's a very huge turn on for us is seeing how comfortable a couple is together. Yes. Like, how close they are, how happy they are in their relationship is a huge turn-on for us. Yes. I just wanted to touch on that real fast. Like That that speaks to the vibe that I was telling you about. Yeah. Like, the vibe has to be there. If I get that vibe, then I know it's a good vibe. So, and also another serious thing is, like, yes, I hoarded up that night, but I fucking wore condoms the whole time. I would never, ever think... Or advise anybody to have unsafe sex in those situations. They're very good. They keep condoms everywhere. There's no reason not to wear a condom. I mean, if that's your kink, I'm not here to shame you. But I take safe sex extremely seriously. And it was all very safe and consensual. And it was honestly such a good time. I think it was one of the best nights of our life. It was. Um, and Our then, sexual life, I'll say. Uh, of course. Um, and then after that happened, it was pretty late. It was like, what, one, two o'clock in the morning? Yeah, we just went. And I was just to... fucking done. I had, I had fucked so much that day. Like, I, my fucking vagina was fucking eating. Like I said, the guy had a fat cock. And I am definitely into girth more than I am length. And I was fucking... I was fucking done. But I knew that like I was safe, like Bobby was saving his load for me. So I, I knew I still had more to go. So we left and we took a cab back to the hotel. Uh, I think we did. Uh, by then you might have even been sober. So maybe you drove. I don't know. I, I had stopped drinking a while. I had yeah. So we went back to the hotel. You ended up getting on top of me like right away. We fucked you, <laughs> not to downplay, not to fucking make you feel shitty, but like you busted and not super. Okay, fast. I just went like four and a half hours of holding, of like edging <laughs> the myself at the blue club. Balls of all time. But, like, of course, the moment I fucking had the chance, I fucking nutted. <laughs> like, I'm just glad I was able to get it inside of her before I nutted. Like, that's how ready I was. But anyway, so we're gonna leave on that note. No. No, I wanted to talk about the morning. So in the morning, you said like we woke up and you turned over to me and you were like, this is some guys. This is what you don't say. You should not say this. 
he turns over to me and he was like that was so much fun like can we do it again next weekend like when can we do it again and I like I felt so good about it but as soon as you said that I was like what the fuck like what the fuck I just like fuck so many people for you it's still not enough but that's your personality oh that's never enough Bobby never enough Bobby it was fucking fun okay it It was was. like and originally I was like this is gonna be something that we do like maybe a couple of times a year boy was I fucking wrong because I already times within a month (laughs) yeah I already wanted to come back like two weeks later and we went to the Halloween event which we'll have to tell that story because that's a that's a bucket of fun in itself as well you have no idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the concept behind that story. Yes. It was also, side note, the night we conceived our son. <laughs> I said concept. Yeah. Oh, conception. <laughs> I messed it. Flew right over my head. My <laughs> jokes are flying right over me today. I'm off my but, game. <laughs> well, unlike normal episodes, we're not going to tell you what we're going to do next episode. No, because we honestly don't know. We don't know. (laughs) Uh, We have to think about that. But we didn't want to make you wait any longer to hear us chitter-chatter. So it's a surprise! (laughs) I hope you tune in. Bum-bum-bum. It's like a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) Do-do-do. But that's it for us. We hope you'll have a wonderful day, night, morning. Whenever the fuck you're listening to this. Whenever you're listening to this. and, And please, we love you. We thank you for listening. And your support. And your support. Have a good one. Bye.